It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Can you win a Super Bowl in the offseason? Stephen Jones says no. We'll debate on this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are just one week away from the NFL draft. I have to ask, what's your uh, routine or your traditions on draft day? Do you do anything special? You know, food a little bit. I mean, I'm on the West Coast, right? So uh, the draft actually starts – kind of during the work day technically Ooh, so it, it's yeah. it's 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 technically a a, uh, a rush during the work day to get everything done so that you can uh, kick off maybe an hour or two early uh get all your screens set up yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 kind of get prepared and, and have everything in front of you by the time that the uh, opening bell rings i really enjoy draft day for a couple of different reasons number one i don't have to do a lot of work during the day because there's not a lot to do during that day. We're just waiting, right? There's really no podcasts that need to be recorded or anything like that. So every year I've been watching draft day in the morning just to get me excited and pumped up <laughs> for the draft and then to have a bunch of people over and watch. So I'm, I'm getting really excited. But uh, we should uh, get to some of your Twitter questions today. We yeah. have a good one uh, starting with some Stephen Jones talk. Uh, he wants to know – this is from at Jones's Babysitter. Again, uh, great Twitter account. Uh, can you win or lose a Super Bowl in the offseason? Steven Jones, I believe it was yesterday or two days ago, said, no, you cannot win a Super Bowl in the offseason. Do you agree? Yes, because you can't. <laughs> like, I, I mean, we, we can make us, uh, we could twist the semantics around on this as much as we want. But the bottom line is, is that no, I mean, you, you, you can't. You can, can you build the it? greatest. Can you lose one in the offseason, though? Because I think you can. I don't think you can lose it, but I think you can put yourself in, a, in an impossible position to win it, I guess, if that's the way you want to look at it. I mean, it's just, you know, bottom line is, is that there just aren't any video, there just aren't any games in, in, in the offseason. So, but you, you can't, I, we understand the point, right? Like, I, yeah, I, mean, did, I, I did, guess I understand the take a little bit. If you have, it, if you, if you don't do anything in free agency and you lose a bunch of talent and you have a bad draft, yeah, I do think I think you could put yourself in a position where you don't even have a realistic chance to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I I think that you know that's not we're the not same there. thing as lo- losing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's what we're not that- we're not there now. I, I think you can make a case that the Cowboys haven't done enough to put themselves in a better position to win a Super Bowl, but I don't think what they've done this offseason eliminates the chance that they make the playoffs or are contender. I think we're talking about two different things. Here. Sure, we're talking we're talking about 
whether you can actually lose a Super Bowl in an offseason, which you, you can't, or whether we are disappointed with what the Cowboys have done this offseason, which obviously most of the fandom is, and I, and I think we are as well. I also think that, you know, again, to that second point, the biggest talent acquisition that the Cowboys, you know, leverage is a week from today. So get these takes in while before the draft shows up and the, the angles all change. But yeah, I think you can set yourself up to really help yourself and or really hurt yourself depending on how good of an offseason you have. That's why we, you know, they, they do player acquisition and, and they go through that whole process. But I just, you know, again, like we, we go too far sometimes with these idioms and these sayings. Like you, you, you literally cannot lose the Super Bowl in the offseason. So, you know, whatever semantic argument you want to make to kind of make that work, someone probably could. But I just think you could really help yourself. You could really hurt yourself. I, I think the games are obviously what decide that. And we've seen that the ball is oblong and it bounces in weird ways. And so trying to predict even a week before the games is difficult. Trying to predict six months before games even start is even even further. Yeah, I I do think you can kind of lose a, a Super Bowl in the offseason though if you if you just don't acquire enough talent, if you're relying too much on guys staying healthy and not building up your depth, that is when I think you can get yourself in trouble. But to be clear, I, I have not loved what the Cowboys have done this offseason, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be a competitive team this year. I I still think they should be the heavy favorites to win the NFCs. Now that might be more of a indication on the other three teams in the division, but if you win your division, you're going to have a home playoff game and who knows from that point, right? I, I just would have liked to see the Cowboys be a little bit more aggressive, but again, the draft is a week away. We really can't criticize anything until we get past that point. Uh, real quick. I just think, the margins are small in the NFL, right? So you, you have to do your, your best to kind of you know make the most of those margins in order to kind of get that much better than the next team. Having said all that, if you have a starting quarterback of the ilk that uh, Dak Prescott is, you're in the race. Like you know what I'm saying? Like every season, I I, I think you can obviously make make those margins less or more, but depending on how you you run your off season. Uh, but again, I think you're within striking distance. I think putting yourself completely out of the, the race is a multiple years process, in my opinion. Like you'd have yeah, to really have take a, a hammer to your team. If you have a quarterback that you believe is a top 12 option, you're going to, I mean, you should be competitive. It's awfully hard to mess things up so badly where you're not competitive with a quarterback as long as they stay relatively, relatively healthy, right? Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Is that okay. it's tough? It's tough with a good quarterback to take yourself out of, out of competition. Uh, uh, I want to get to the second part of his question that he had, but before we do that, let's tell you guys about Blue Nile. Are you looking for fine jewelry for that special woman in your life, but you're having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand, twenty four seven, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. On BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate through thousands of fine jewelry options at every single price point. And this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Cowboys listeners will get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Make sure you use promo code LOCKDOWN. That is promo code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every single order is insured. It ships free. And it arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. 
Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Hey, guys. It's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, Landon, the next uh, part of Jones's babysitter's question is, uh, is there prospects that haven't been discussed enough, at least on this show, uh, that would be a good fit for the Cowboys, like a late-round selection like Israel Makamu or Nashawn Wright, who's on the Cowboys' radar that hit certain thresholds that we haven't discussed enough. Yeah, I mean, there always is, I think. Um, uh, you know, I, I think there's guys that are a little bit later down that we, we, we've talked about, like uh, the Taekwon, I think Taekwon Thornton, who's the, the, the Baylor, Baylor speed receiver. Baylor wide yep. receiver. Yep. I think there's guys like, who was the... Um, that tight end that uh, I think is a kind of a smaller school tight end with an in, unusual name that they were looking at. Uh, there are definitely guys that like kind of fit those thresholds that are, that are fit the uh, idea of the late round gamble on the athleticism, you know, t- type of picks. Um, uh, I think that Marquise Bell probably yep. fits that role. Yep. Um, you know, just some of those guys who have interesting measurable and athletic traits that kind of fit what you're looking for at specific positions that maybe don't have, you know, the tape that puts them in the top two days or even the, the, the beginning of the third day. You know, I, sure. I think those are the guys that you're kind of looking at. Uh, who do you I, got? I, I've got a couple um, cornerbacks. I, I just have yeah. a feeling the Cowboys are going to make it a yearly tradition to add a cornerback day three, early on day three that has traits. And they're just going to keep picking these guys over and over and over again, hoping to find their next Trevon Diggs or maybe Richard Sherman, like Dan Quinn did in Seattle, Martin Emerson, Mississippi state six, uh, two hundred and one pounds, a uh, 201 pounds, uh, 33 and a half inch arms at the combine, 80 inch wingspan ran a four, five, three, 40 yard dash. Uh, and the production is very, very good. 16 pass deflections in his career. You can go watch him on tape. Like just he'll tackle, uh, his length is – I mean, he plays really well in the SEC. I think that's somebody fourth, fifth round I could see them gambling on. A couple other later guys. We're talking about really, really late guys. Um, Tariq Carpenter, a safety mm. from Georgia Tech. 6'3", 230 pounds, ran a 4'4", 740-yard dash with an 81-inch vertical. Led Georgia Tech in tackles. Uh, you can go watch him on tape. He basically plays like a weak side linebacker for them. That's probably somebody that you draft sixth, seventh round, undrafted free agents that you're hoping becomes a special team star. That's kind of what you're looking for here. 
Yeah, guys who have athletic traits that maybe just like didn't jump out on film. Um, you know, like someone like that, you could play a linebacker, you can mm -hmm. play the box safety, he'll he'll provide you with special teams. Guys that can come in, use their athleticism early on special teams while they're learning their native position uh, at the NFL. Uh, and then, you know, like by year two, maybe by year three, uh, training camps, they, they start mixing in with some reps with the ones and suddenly they're popping. Right. Yep. And then, and then yep. now you're like, Oh wow, we, maybe we've got something here. So those are the, those are the kind of uh, uh, gambles that you should, you should take later in, uh, in the, those rounds because athleticism translates and uh, you're much more likely to have a hit with a guy that uh, is in the later parts of the round because his tape doesn't look mm -hmm. like he's a very developed player, but he has the athleticism than the other way around, right? Like I, you don't want to take a non-athletic guy uh, who's who's just all uh, skill uh, later in the in the round be because those guys don't have any ceiling; they don't have any room to grow. Right. So uh, I think taking the taking the athletes later on is is always a good gamble, and, and hoping that you can develop them. Even if you can't, maybe you get a very very good special teams player. In a fifth, sixth, seventh round UDFA, is the Cowboys are looking for one or two traits. For example, here's a guy that I know they like. Uh, I'm going to make sure I pronounce his name right. Tyreekus Tisdale from Ole Miss. Uh, Dan Quinn went down to Ole Miss's pro day. Obviously That's worked right. out Sam Williams. But another reason that he went down is to work out this kid. Uh, 6'5", 285, with 35 and a quarter inch arms, 83-inch wingspan, and ran a 4'6", 340-yard dash. I mean, in, in terms of arm length, wingspan, weight, SEC school – he hits a lot of things that Will McClay likes in a long shot. So, again, with all these fifth-round picks, there's really no difference between that and UDFAs. Could the Cowboys take a chance on somebody like this and put him on the practice squad for a year and maybe down the road he's your DN5? Sure, why not? Absolutely. And until then, he can be chasing down kickoffs, right? For, you know, exactly. if, if he gets made even uh, you know active during the week. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Those, those are the kind of gambles you take. All right, a couple uh, more questions. Let's run through as many of these as possible. This one from Poncho. He wants to know, I am feeling like we are having a Raiders kind of first-round pick. Which player should we prepare for that we haven't talked about yet at 24? Uh, I don't know why you'd ever assume Raiders with this show, but uh, later, any uh, any guesses? So a guy that to be taken at 24 that we haven't spoken about yet. Basically the, where the, um, the national media would say it's a big reach, right? Yeah. I mean, with Tyler this Smith, is, this is a reach. This. this is Sam Williams. Would, what would happen? What would your thought be if the Cowboys just were like, you don't Sam Williams at 24. They know something that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's obviously a big reach and especially yeah. if, or at least it would seemingly be a big reach. Um, uh, yeah, I would say that qualifies, um, Ryman, you know, I, the offensive tackle from, uh, central Michigan, uh, Bernard R Raymond, yeah. are you talking about, the, uh, yeah. yeah, the, 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 the offensive line we traded up for yesterday. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't surprise It me. wouldn't shock me, but yeah. Um, cause again, like he falls into that category of the Ty Smiths where he, a guy that you think probably comes in and plays guard, but could play tackle for you eventually. Right. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I think if anything, really, we've kind of exhausted the positions that we're talking about, right? Like that, you know, offensive line and wide receiver, it feels like we've talked about the first two full tiers of those guys. So I would go outside of those positions and say something like, we talked about this guy, but, but you know, like Devontae Wyatt, you know, like uh, where it's like, we've talked about him, but we haven't really, you know, suggested the Cowboys take him at 24 because, you know, I mean, obviously for all the other reasons we've talked about, but could he be a guy that they like more than we know and, and they want to take? Maybe they don't normally do that with defensive tackles, but he's a pass rushing defensive tackle and one of the few pass rushing defensive tackles. So uh, maybe he's a guy. What about, how about Quay Walker, who somebody yeah, who I, a lot of people lock in the late first round, who the Cowboys actually had as one of the 35th. We just have not talked about him at all, but uh, I've seen a lot of people, you know, rank him as one of the top two linebackers. He's also very big, 6'4", 242 with 4'5 speed. I mean, it, it would surprise me, but it wouldn't be completely shocking. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you see a lot of people that are talking about him as linebacker one. You know, mm-hmm. so they team people really like Quay Walker. The Cowboys obviously are very interested in it there. I, I I think that's a good spot, right? Because it's another position where, you know, we had talked about linebacker at certain points uh, in the first round, and we obviously went through Dean, we went through mm-hmm. Lloyd, and all those folks. Uh, and and Quay Walker kind of came onto the scene as a first round pick, or or we were kind of you know seeing him as a first round pick after we had kind of had those discussions mm-hmm. about linebacker moved on. I think another position potentially that we have to at least think about is uh, is cornerback. So like so maybe someone like Andrew Booth. Like I know we have discussed the fact that we don't think that they'll do that, or at least I don't think they'll well, do that because of the depth they have. But if they know something about Kelvin Joseph that we don't know. Sure. Or or something else that's going on, I, you know that would be a pick that I think would potentially be worthy of the twenty fourth pick, but is not someone that we have discussed a lot because we assume that they're not necessarily interested in taking a corner in the first. I'll, I'll give you another one in that same vein, right? How about Kyler Gordon? I, I heard back oh. in January that the Cowboys really like Kyler Gordon, um, and didn't didn't think much of it because of all the cornerback depth. But January is typically when you hear. A lot of truths, right? Good at, there's there's yeah. no incentive to lie. And then you hear that he's invited to the NFL draft, which basically tells you he's going in the first round, right? His, his teammate, Trent McDuffie, who I know a lot of draft Twitter has high, didn't get invited. So Gordon is the guy that's probably expected to be drafted higher, played in the slot at Washington, super freak athlete. You know, I think he's probably going to be a late first round pick. Would it be completely shocking if Dallas just picked him and said, you know what, even if we have Kelvin Joseph, we can play him in the slot. We're going to probably move on from Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis down the line. Anyways, here you go. Yeah. I mean, look, and and maybe they have something in place for a trade, you know, if if they like those guys, if if they targeted Gordon or if they think that he's a pick, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, as part of that plan, they started calling around to say, Hey, you interested in Anthony Brown at a pretty cheap price? You interested in Jordan Lewis? Um, or maybe they have this philosophy too, and I I don't know what the, they're thinking at cornerback, but maybe the plan is just to never pay a cornerback elite money. If they didn't do it with Byron Jones, right? Uh, will they do it with Trevon Diggs? When Diggs is up for his contract in two years, are they going to want to give him $20 million? My guess is yes, but, but if you kind of look back at the history of Dan Quinn and his defenses, you don't really pay those cover three corners a ton of money. 
It's worth. It's something worth considering. Maybe it's yep. just a reload situation in corner. Maybe. Uh, all right, let's get to some more questions. Uh, this one from Payson. He said, they brought in Jordan Davis for a 30 visit. Is he a guy you trade up three or four spots to get, or only if he falls to you at 24? I think, for me, I w- probably only if he comes to 24. I, I, I think... Uh, not that I don't think he's worth it. It's just that I feel like the Cowboys have a lot of needs, and if you're going to trade up in the first round, you better be trading up for some a spot that has is a pretty glaring need where where need, a need and, value and really a money mixed. position, right? Yeah, uh, defensive tackle is not a position that they value very highly in general, um, and I think mm-hmm. that Jordan Davis is a you know a rare player. I, I mean, I'm not putting him Vita Vea level, but I mean I think that doesn't. You don't have to be Vita Vea to be the rare player. You like him better than um, Derek Brown. Now I know you're an Auburn homer, so this is a tough question. But do you like him no, better than Derek Brown? No, it's not. It's not a tough question. I do like him better than okay. than, Fair. than so uh, Derek Brown um, because I think that he can provide more in the past game than Derek Brown. I, you know, I think he he actually is more of a pocket pusher. You know, uh, more of an athlete. I mean, I think that's oh, that's the thing. Clear. Is Brown was not a great athlete. No, no. And Brown was a dominant player for a team that I root for, but yeah, I I don't necessarily I still like Derek Brown a little bit though. I yeah, know he hasn't I, I been panned out Carolina. I don't I don't hate him and, and I, I'm surprised that it's turned out the way it has so far. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that this is a better play. So no, I, I think that you know you know owning John owning and, and and you and I have discussed this quite a bit, it feels like, and, and I tend to agree with I, I think what we all agree with is that I, I like him at 24 a lot. I would run to take make the pick, even Absolutely. if there were good wide receivers and offensive linemen there. I would make that pick. Not enough to trade up and to lose an extra pick. I, I think that's a step too yeah. far. I mean, if you're trading up one or two spots and it's only costing you like a fifth It depends pick, on the cost, right? Yeah. Right. I, if it gets to be where you're giving up, I'd say a top four round pick, that's when I'm probably out, right? Yeah. And I – I just don't see the Cowboys moving up from 24 to 18 to go grab a, a really a one technique. I mean, a nose tackle one. T- I I don't see that. But if he's there at 24, sure, why not? I think I think we have similar thoughts there. Uh, yeah. All right, next question. One's from Zach. Aside or after uh, Sky Moore and George Pickens in round two, what wide receiver could you see the Cowboys targeting if they go offensive line in round one? Uh, we've talked about this a lot. We do not love the options in day two at receiver, but is there a guy for you that you like more than most in that second, third round range? Uh, I, I honestly think the first question is who's going to be there in the second and third round range, because the more we do this, the more it feels like it's random, right? It feels like, you know, sometimes Jahan Dotson makes it. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes Pickens gets there to 56 sometimes he's taken at 28 you know i would say you can bet on nine receivers being gone for the cowboys pick at 56 i think that makes sense i think that seems fair you know so if that's the case then i mean like what you want to go through them real quick wilson sure, I'll, I'll, burks uh if, uh if we're running through if we're running through london dame brugler's receivers after the top nine you're talking about jalen tolbert from south alabama John Mechie, Alabama, uh, Wandell Robinson, Calvin Austin, Khalil Shakir, Danny Gray. I like Calvin Austin and Khalil Sh- Shakir better than the rest of those guys. Um, I, but I, I, would, I don't know I that I'm take, taking them. Yeah, I wouldn't take them at 56. No, I wouldn't either. No. Um, I, I would trade up maybe from 88 
to get to get out Calvin Austin or Khalil Shakir. Uh, but I'm I mean I don't have any interest in taking Mechie at 56. I have no, no interest no. in taking Tolbert necessarily, but I don't think the Cowboys would either taking Tolbert nope. at 56. Uh, yeah, I mean to honestly, me, like right. even Watson, I think would be would be rich at 56. You know. So I, I think it's rich at 56, but I don't think we're going to have to worry about it. Cause it's no, like I don't think so. Go much no, higher absolutely not. no, I agree with you. I, I, I like Calvin Austin and Khalil Shakir a lot. Um, but I, I kind of think both of those guys profile as number three receivers in the NFL. However, I think they can both be high end number three receivers in the league. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, I did a draft last night with, with some of the blogging, the boys guys, and we had this debate, right? We, we missed our, our round of wide receivers and we got to the kind of end of the second and we had to figure out like what we were going to do yeah. in order to get our wide receiver. And it's like, to me, Calvin Austin and Shakir are both guys who are like, like you said, like, like they're wide receiver threes, but I feel like those are the two guys who could come in as wide receiver threes and play that role immediately yes. to the point where yes. they could have an impact, right? Yes. Is, is that how you feel as well? Yeah, I think they're guys that could come in and be 500, 600-yard receivers right away for you, yeah. right? And there's yeah. not going to be a lot of, I don't know, inconsistencies to their game. Uh, but again, I neither of those guys are going to get to 88. So if you need to trade no. up from 88 to 72, I, I can stomach that. I, I just 56 is pretty rich. You better be getting a player – at 56 that you have ranked inside your top 40 or so. At least that's my thought process on it. My general thought process is that I don't want to pick at 56. I, I uh, want to either, either way. trade me up or trade me back. I, I, I just don't like any of my picks when I get there usually, uh, or at least consistently don't like what I, what I land on there. I would much rather go up and get a guy or come back and get some extra picks. But I, that area right, right at 56 is, kind of a no man's land for what you're specifically uh, looking for. hundred percent agree. All right. One more quick break to tell you guys about bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs in the start of major league baseball season. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting, the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action bet online where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Next question from Zach. Is it more likely that the Cowboys trade up to grab a player they really want in round one or more likely that they'll trade down to add more picks? What, what, what was the trade up for what? I'm sorry, I missed that. Just tra- the trade question. up to grab a player they really want. I think it's more likely that they trade back. I mean, I, I, just because I think in order for you to like – uh, feel the need to pull the trigger on on going up, like it's got to fall right. You know, yeah. it's got to it, like the, you, you got to have somebody that's a target that falls to a range that you feel comfortable uh, attacking. Let's say it's 
again, the name we keep throwing out here, right? Let's say it's Cross, right? Let's say Cross makes it to, I don't know how, but yeah, well, 14, that makes sense, I guess. But like, I can't imagine he gets past that next row, right? Of uh, Philly, uh, New Orleans twice, I think each. There's no way. New Orleans definitely will want to take Cross. And if they don't, then I feel very certain that Philly likely will. Um, so I would say if you wanted him, you probably got to go up to what, where Houston is. I can't remember. 13. Uh, yeah. 13 or 14. 14. Yeah. And, and go get that, uh, go get him there. But that's got to fall just right in order for that to happen. And then on top of that, you've got to, you know, make a trade that Houston is, is, you know, happy with, cause they're coming way, way down. Um, I, I just think it's much more likely you get to 24 and, uh, you've got a, a couple of different guys that you like and you could get an offer from yep. a team that's looking to jump green Bay or a team that's looking to, you know, kind of get ahead of some of these other guys to pick maybe the last receiver or maybe, you know, one of these offensive linemen. And you feel good enough about the idea that if you trade back a couple spots, one of those, you know, five or six guys that you think are left on your board at 24 will still be there. All right, let's play a quick game. Let's uh, let's look at some of Dane Brugler's top prospects and see if you would trade up to number 14, 13 or 14. Okay, I like this. Te- yeah. Texans drafted 13, Ravens drafted 14. Both of those teams love to trade, so I think they'd be willing. Uh, let's run through the names. Uh, some of these are obvious. Hutchinson, Aquanu, Neal, Walker, Gardner, all those are yeses, correct? Obviously, yes. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton. No, I agree uh charles cross yes yes Kayvon thibodeau yes yes okay so we're at seven players right now devin lloyd no okay garrett wilson that's a special situation honestly because i think the player i would say maybe but the problem is is that if garrett wilson isn't being taken by 14 what's the rest of the wide receiver board look like that's 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 what I Your would point. say is that like if, if Garrett Wilson's still available, who else is still available and will they make it down to twenty-four? I, I agree. Um Jermaine Johnson, Florida State. Mm, no. I love I, the Johnson. position the position seems the position would indicate yes, right? Like the, but I don't view him as in that Thibodeau Walker Fair enough. Uh, uh, tier. Yeah. I, I don't view him in that tier either, but you are getting a guy that I really like, but I just – if it was a position they had a little bit more of a need for, yeah, I yes, but – Maybe. But not – It's as, not a hard no, right? It's it's just like the it, circumstances it, 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 aren't quite enough for me to I, feel like – I think he need to get to like 16 or 17 for me to start thinking about it. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Trent McDuffie, no. Jamison Williams. I would be okay with it, but people are going to be so mad, <laughs> like you know, because I I have a lot of faith in Williams. Like I think that he is going to be a, a star in this league. You just have he's, you just don't find receivers that have that kind of speed that have his skill to play the position as well. Like that's really the hard thing to find, and and he has that. So, but I think draft, you know, trading up for a guy that just blew out an ACL in the national championship game, uh. You know, that's yeah, definitely going to raise some eyebrows. Yeah. All right. So that's eight players that we would consider trading up for. Derek Stingley. My guess is no. I, I just that's, don't get the sense they probably are going to trade up for a corner. 
And they've done that before. And for an LSU corner that they thought was a sure thing, and it didn't that work out. Some so. problems. Yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, not. It, he also doesn't hit a lot of the thresholds that Dan Quinn yep. and Will McClay like. So Short arm. even yeah. though he's a really good player, I just don't see them giving up multiple picks to it's go. It's a lot. Yep, yeah. I agree. This one's interesting. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Oh, man. No, I, I definitely would not. Um, maybe they would. I think they might. I think they, I think they like Trevor Penning quite a bit. Um, uh, I don't think we have to worry about it, good, fortunately enough. Honestly. No, I don't think you have to worry about it. Uh, Chris Olave, this was an easy yes for you. I know. I, don't know that it, I love Olave. I, I don't know that it's I don't know that it's an easy yes. I don't I don't know that it's a yes. I love Alave too, but I, I just feel like honestly, like tackle and corner, if you needed them, are really the positions I feel the most comfortable about. A, a defensive end too, because because yeah. the guys you talked about were are top five players. Yeah. But I I love Alave at twenty four. I don't love trading up all that way to get a lave. Yes, I agree. Um, but at the same time, I will say this, I can 100% understand trading up to get a, get your wide receiver. Uh, I won't be mad if they do it. I wouldn't necessarily do it, but having seen how these wide receiver boards fall, like to go and get the guy that you want to just cut through all the BS and, and not have to worry about getting through all that. I can understand that and, and feeling like you needed to make a play there. I just think that, it's a lot more palatable if you just let him fall a little bit further and trade up maybe two or three spots. Yeah, right? I agree. That's a long way to go. Couple more names: George Karlofitis, Tyler Linderbaum, Dax Hill, Traylon Burks, Zion Johnson, Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis. I'm assuming all those are no's. All those are no's. We we didn't mention Drake London, um, Drake but I, London, I would say yeah. that he's also probably a no. I mean, yeah. you know, like similar to Lave, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about only. I mean, eight yeah. guys that the Cowboys could potentially trade up for. And of those eight, five are going to be drafted in the top seven. Yeah. And so probably I mean, four might be the first four picks of the draft. And that's, I mean, again, it goes back to the question, like, which is the odds on favorite? Look, the odds on favorite is to trade down simply because there's more scenarios where that's oh, palatable, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, so, I mean, if you, it's just a, it's a very random throw of the dice that, that you even get a scenario where you would want to trade up, right? And then you can consider whether they would trade up or not, whether they would give up the assets. Uh, All right. One week until the NFL draft. Your prediction for the Cowboys at number 24 is? Kenyon Green, I think. I've kind of gone back and forth on this a lot. It feels like he's going to be available there. Um, Yeah. And I wouldn't even even be surprised if it was a small trade back and then Kenyon Green. I'll go Traylon Burks. Wide receiver, okay. Arkansas. I've been sticking with that one for a couple months now. I feel like it's still the best fit in terms of what the Cowboys want at receiver. Um, I think he'll be there. Um, I just That's my, my gut call. I hope you're right. I, I kind of would rather have agreed. It's, I think it'd be a little bit more fun. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Tomorrow, we have a special episode of the show. Chad Ryder from NFL.com, formerly NFL Draft Scout. Uh, it's going to be on the show to talk about this draft class, talk about some fits for the Cowboys, some whispers that he's hearing. So make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Uh, continue to check us out on YouTube. You guys have been crushing it for us on YouTube. Uh, thank just, you, guys. So, yes, tons of new subscribers, tons of views. We really thank you. 
Uh, check us out on Twitter at Locked Island Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.